Hello, hello, welcome one and welcome all to the Around the World podcast. I am your host, the one, the only Clark Van Deventer. All right, today on the podcast, we are going to Morocco. And here's the deal. I have a favor to ask of you with this podcast, and it's not to rate and review the podcast, although I may ask that favor as well. Here's the favor. Do you know how to contact my wife? Okay, look, I'm not going to share her cell phone number here. But if you know how to contact my wife, you have to reach out to her and you have to tell her that we have to go to Morocco. All right. So we're planning a trip next year. Preliminarily, our family is planning a trip to Spain. And look, guys, if we're going to go to Spain, don't you think we should go to Morocco? It's right there. It's right there. They're so close. It just makes total sense that if we're gonna if we're gonna go to Spain, we ought to go to Morocco, right? You would do this trip together, right? These two countries together. And yes, I re- like I really want to go to Morocco. Not kind of like for a long time, for more than ten years, it has been in my top ten. Isn't it funny how places that aren't in your top 10, like suddenly you're on a trip there? But for a long time, it's been in my top 10 list. Okay, more on Morocco in a minute. Okay, if you are a longtime listener to the podcast, welcome back. Seriously, thank you so much for allowing me to share these amazing places with you. Um, If you're new to the podcast, uh, this podcast is a spinoff of my hit class that is available on OutSchool. Outschool OutSchool.com, I have been teaching my class around the world with Mr. Clark. I am in my fourth year of guiding a group of students on a perpetual, never-ending trip around the world. Not always the same group of students, all right? New kids come, kids go, they come back. But I've been on this unending trip for four years, every week visiting a new country, And so this podcast is a spinoff of that class. Hey, if you're looking for my classes, in the link to the show notes, all right, like go to the show notes, go to the link in the show notes, and you can see my teacher, uh, my teacher profile page where you can get access to all of my classes at L School. All right, but let's talk Morocco. How's that sound? You want to talk about Morocco? Um, First of all, do we know where it is? Because it will be really bad of me to spend all this time talking with you about Morocco and for you to not know where it is on the map. So do, do you know where it is on the map? Can you can you picture it? Um, okay, if I go to Google Maps, if I search on Google Maps and pull up Morocco, um, the quick description that we get from Google will tell me that uh, Morocco has Berber influence so if you hear of Berber influence, that's North African. Berber, the Berber, the ethnic group, the Berber would be, yeah, North Africa. Uh, but the quick facts from Google tell me we have Berber influence, we have Arabian influence, and we have European influence. All right, so I am always intrigued by countries where there are cultures colliding. And we get that for sure in Morocco. Um, yes, European influence, because it's super close to Europe, super close to Spain, 
Uh, for years, Spain and Portugal, right, and all the European colonization of the world, for years, Spain and Portugal, which are both right there next to Morocco, would kind of fight, have skirmishes, try to take over Morocco, take over Morocco. Finally, France comes in, not as a not as a colonizer per se, as a protector. All right, that is France's official designation. France is labeled as uh, a protector. Morocco is a protectorate of France. Now, if you listen to the last episode of the podcast, the last episode of the podcast was Algeria. And if you listen to that episode, you, right, you probably know I'm not sure how I would feel having France as my protector based upon that last episode. Go back and listen to the Algeria podcast if you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, anyway, all right, Morocco. Morocco is in North Africa. Now, what I find in talking to people from the United States or from the West in general is that, that um when it comes to our our knowledge of African geography, people people do tend to know the bookends of North Africa. Do you know the bookends of North Africa? So on the on the northeastern corner of Africa, you would have Egypt. On the northwestern corner of Africa, you would have Morocco. All right, so it goes it goes Egypt, Libya. Algeria, Morocco. That's basically North Africa. All right. Now, those of you who are already really good at geography or like Clark, you forgot about Tunisia. Tunisia is a small-ish country that is stuck between two big-ish countries, uh, Libya and Algeria. Of course, Algeria is the largest country on the African continent. Uh, Tunisia is the country that actually sticks the furthest north into the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, Tunisia, the northernmost country on the African continent. Um, anyway, Morocco, about 40 million people in Morocco. Can we just go with the about answer? All right, about, okay, a little less technically, about 40 million people in Morocco, which would make it about equal in size to the state of California or the country of Canada. Um, all three of those, California, Canada, and Morocco, would have a little less than 40 million people. But with about 40 million people, Morocco is the 40th most populous country on the face of the earth. All right. Um, Morocco. It looks magical. Just Google it. Do a Google image search on Morocco. Do a Google image search on Chef Chiffon. Now, you're probably like, Clark, how do you spell that? I don't know how to spell that. And you're driving. Or you're on a run. Or you're on the treadmill as you listen to this podcast. You're like, Clark, how do you spell Chef Chiffon? Um, Google the blue city of Morocco or the blue pearl of Morocco. It looks magical. City goes back to the 15th century. It was built in the early 1400s. It didn't become the blue city until the early 1900s when it was painted blue. Uh, during that time, Morocco saw a large influx of Jews as the Second World War had started. 
Um, and for Jews, the color blue represented the sky, which reminded people of heaven. So, and it's, it's amazing. Look at it. Seriously, Google it. If you want to go there, all right? If, if you look at these pictures and you want to go there, or if you're looking at these pictures and you love me and you want me to go there, remember, contact my wife. <laughs> Getting there, though, um, if you look at it on the map, it's close to the coast, but it, it uh, actually sits at an elevation of about 500 meters. And you reach it twisting and turning up these narrow mountain roads. All right, now, for those of you who only speak imperial, right? If there's three countries in the world that speak imperial, right? So if you live in the United States, if you live in Liberia, or you live in Miramar, when you are talking about distance, you tend to talk or speak in imperial. You speak in miles or in feet, but the rest of the world, the rest of the world, the vast majority of the world speaks metric. So if you're going to travel, get used to knowing how to do these translations in your head. All right, Chef Chiffon is about 500 meters above sea level. So one meter is about three feet. So if we want to get very approximate, right, we could just say if one meter is three feet, then about 500 meters would be about 1,500 feet. And if we just did that, we'd be close. Actually, one, just so you know, one meter is 3.2 feet. So if you do the one to three, you're always going to be a little short. Uh, 3.2 feet for one, uh, 3.2 feet for one meter. So 500 meters above sea level would be about 1,600, a little more than 1,600 feet above sea level. There are ferries from... Uh, Spain to Tangier, which can then, from Tangier, you can get to Chef Chiffon in a few hours. Um, the city of Fez, or Fez, is the cultural, or you could even say the spiritual capital of Morocco. Fez, or Fez, it actually was the capital until 1925 when the capital moved to Rabat. Um, from Tangier to Chef Chiffon, two hours from Fez, four hours. Why do I why do I recommend going from Fez? Well, it's not really a recommendation that you go from Fez. It's more like if you are going to Morocco, it, okay, if you're gonna go to Morocco, I just I think it would be okay. It would be okay for you to go to Morocco and not go to Tangier. What should you? Sure. But with limited time, you're if you're trying to pack in only the most important things. Okay, I will forgive you if you go to Morocco and you and you skip Tangier, even though more on Tangier in a minute. Um, but Fes is like the spiritual and cultural capital of the country. Like you can't go to Morocco and not go there. So if you're going to get to Tangier, two hours from Tangier to Chef Chiffon, uh, four hours from Fes. So depending on how, right, how you enter into Morocco and what you're seeing, that's your route to Chef Chiffon. Um, of course, I want to go to Tangier. Don't think I'm not like saying I don't want. Of course, I want to go to Tangier. But if you're planning a trip to Morocco and you have limited time, and you can only see Tangier or Fez. You got to see Fez. 
Tangier in 1923, this is one, one of the reasons Tangier is so interesting. In 1923, it actually had the, it be, it had the designation, it became an international zone and it was managed by uh, various colonial powers. And so at that time, it became a destination for loads of diplomats, spies, like this is the like World War II, the Cold War at this time going on, uh, writers, beatniks, businessmen. And, and this was the place to go, had an international status from 1923 until 1960. It was also the location of the very first international ports to be open to the United States. All right, that's right. Get Okay, get ready for this one, okay? The very first country to ever recognize the sovereignty of the United States, right? The United States declared independence from Great Britain. The founding fathers sent a letter to King George. King George III said, dear King George, we don't want to be part of your country anymore. Sincerely, the founding fathers. At that moment, did King George recognize the United States as a sovereign nation? No. Not even France, or France is usually the country people guess to be the first country to recognize the sovereignty of the United States. Even France needed to see that the, the colonists have chance. But Morocco jumped right in. Very first country to recognize the sovereignty of the United States. Now, you may think that was not a big deal or only ceremonial or whatever, but those, those Moroccan ports were a big deal. Um, the longest continuous uninterrupted relationship the United States government shares with any foreign nation. Longest continuous uninterrupted relationship the United States government shares with any foreign nation is Morocco. And Tangier is home to the oldest U.S. diplomatic property in the world, and it is the only it is the only U.S. National Historic Landmark located outside the United States. How cool is that? All right, back. Okay, back in the city of Fez, by the way. Again, we're, when we're in Fez, we're talking about the, the cultural, or you could even say the spiritual capital of the country. By the way, the official religion of Morocco is Islam. But when I, when I say that, that Fez is the is the spiritual capital. I'm really talking about something bigger than, than Islam or, or the Islamic sites of the city. It's like the heartbeat of the country is in Fez. This is where the great kingdom of Morocco took shape all the way back in the 700s. All right. Late 700s is when the city of Fez was founded. Um, Idris I and Idris II. Uh, pottery and tanneries are big in Fez. Uh, there are tanneries in operation in Fez today that have been around, like there's tanneries that have been open for a thousand years. Everyone I ever know who has ever been to Morocco has brought home pottery. Morocco is renowned for its pottery. Um, its markets, the markets that twist and turned and wind through these cities like Marrakesh. Um, of course, Casablanca, we could talk about Casablanca and Humphrey Bogart when we talk about uh, Morocco. 
in Rabat, there's Hassan Tower. When they started building Hassan Tower in the year 1195, the goal was to make it the world's tallest minaret. The Sultan died, I think, four years later when it was half done. The goal was to make it the world's tallest. At that time, they were, I think, shooting for 89 meters. They got up to 44 meters, and they've never gotten beyond that more than a almost a thousand years later. By the way, 44 meters in feet, what would that be? Multiply it by three, well, 50 times three would be 150, 144 feet. Um, recent Moroccan leaders, all right, King Mohammed VI is the king today. His father, King Hassan II, was king from 1961 to 1999. Because of Morocco's place in the world, all right, and the, the different cultural influences, right? We have, you have the, the meshing of North African, Berber, Arabian, Western, European influences, right? Because of his place in the world, he viewed himself, he viewed Morocco as a nation and himself as king um, very much as a potential bridge between the Western world and the Islamic world. He very much embraced that role and that task. Uh, it was also during his reign that we get the Western Sahara conflict. So, again, going back to Google Maps, if you look at Google Maps, you'll see that that when you look at Morocco, below it, there's this country of Western Sahara, but there's a dotted line that separates Western Sahara and Morocco. That is because this is a disputed border, and Google is like, we're not going to get in the middle of this, so we're just going to put a dotted line. Um, and and Western Sahara, there, there's been a civil war. There's a there's a faction at least that believes that Western Sahara is its own country. They do control parts of Western Sahara, but not all of it. And and in this region, we get the berm or the Western Sahara Wall uh, or the the Moroccan Western Sahara Wall. This is a two thousand seven hundred kilometer long. 2,700 kilometer long sand wall or berm. It actually runs from north to south through Western Sahara and, uh, and Morocco. And it separates Moroccan controlled areas from the Polisario controlled areas. Um, okay, so some say Western Sahara is its own country. Some say no. Um, Morocco definitely says no, they built a giant sand wall or a berm to separate areas that they control from areas that they don't control. And then, right, because the sand wall apparently wasn't enough to keep people out, they dotted that sand wall with about 7 million landmines. And this, it makes this, uh, maybe, it's hard to be definitive on this, maybe the, the longest militarized border in the world. All right, can you see why I want to go to Morocco? Can you see why I want to go to Morocco? All right, that's all I've got for you today. Please, if you love me, if you care about me at all, and you know how to contact my wife, I'm not going to give her cell phone number. Should. Contact my wife and tell her we have to add Morocco. If we're going to go to Spain, we've got to add Morocco to our trip.
Um, next episode of the podcast, we will be wrapping up Africa. Next episode, we're going to do a big celebration, do a big Africa overview, talk lots of things in terms of an overview of Africa, because it's time to leave Africa. It just is. I mean, I love it. I've had fun with it, right? But the idea with this podcast is that we spend enough time in a region to get a good feel for it without staying too long. So we're off to Europe in a couple of weeks. As always, I will ask you, please follow, click follow, rate, review, tell your friends. Sharing is caring. And uh, if you've got kids, no kids or are a kid, between the ages of, oh, I always say between nine-ish and 13-ish, check out my Around the World Class in Now School or go to my teacher profile page. I've got lots of other classes for kids that really range from that nine-ish in the around the world class, um, all the way up to seniors in high school for other classes. All right, that's it. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.